Welcome to The Leader's Notebook with Dr. Mark Rutland. Dr. Rutland is a world-renowned leadership expert. He is a New York Times best-selling author, and he has served as the president of two universities. The Leader's Notebook is brought to you by Global Servants. For more information about Global Servants, please visit our website, globalservants.org. Here is your host, Dr. Mark Rutland. It's my observation that stress is the undoing of more executive leadership than bankruptcy or competition. Hello, I'm Mark Rutland. Last week on this podcast, I began a two-part series on managing executive stress. Every person in leadership deals with stress. Life is about stress. And I'm not going to reiterate all of the points of last week, but I just want to reference it so that we're all on the same page. But I hope you'll go back and find last week's podcast and hear them both together back to back. That's what I suggest. I'm dealing with the word that comes from a writing by the, um, by the Roman historian Suetonius. In diagnosing the failure, the monumental failure of Mark Antony, who never should have lost that civil war uh, with Brutus and Octavius, why would the most powerful military and political leader in Rome lose to an an unknown 19-year-old boy? And he uses Suetonius, this uh, Roman historian uses the word eclusis. It means, it's a Greek word, not Latin, a Greek word which means uh, the problem of the unstrung bow, that it, it's, just, it's just a stick with a string attached. And he says there were four reasons that Mark Anthony lost. Loss of focus. He became distracted, uh, namely with Cleopatra. He was a self-indulgent person. He never overcame his own weaknesses. And he underestimated the competition. Now, there's a balance. And that is... Uh, what is called string follow, the balance to eclusis. I didn't know anything about this, but I was discussing the issue of eclusis with a friend of mine who's a bow hunter. Let me just make this disclaimer. I am not a bow hunter. I haven't owned a bow and arrow since I was in elementary school and the arrows had rubber tips on them. So I know nothing about this. I'm taking the word of my friend who is virtually a, a high-powered a uh, nearly professional bow hunter. And I told him about eclusis, the problem of the unstrung bow. And he said, that's true, he said, but there is an, an opposite alternative. And that's the problem of what he called string follow. And that is when you leave all except certain kinds of bows, and he knew all of those, but most bows, if you leave them strung all the time, if that level of stress is on the bow all the time, it reshapes the bow. This is my understanding of the problem of string follow. It reshapes the bow by the stress. The tension of the string reshapes the bow and deprives it of its abilities to, to bounce back. It can't bend and it can't, the energy is drained out of it because the shape of the bow is reshaped by the string and it's called string follow. It's highly destructive. And my friend told me that it is actually extremely dangerous. That if the bow hunter, if the, if the archer pulls a, a bow that is suffering from string follow, it can snap at high power stress and blind him, hurt him, even kill him. It causes the, the bow to break and it causes it to lose its energy. 
So therefore, in executive leadership, we're stranded, if you will, or we're, we exist between the problem of occlusis, the unstrung bow, the unfocused, distracted, self-indulgent leader who underestimates the competition and loses when there was no reason for him to lose, and the issue of string follow. That's the destructiveness of living and leading under constant, unrelenting stress. So what do we say to this then? I, I want to suggest to you some ways to manage the stress of leadership. The stress is not going away. But if you try to deal with it as Mark Anthony dealt with it, distracted and self-indulgent, then it, it can destroy you. If you try to deal with it as many contemporary executives deal with it by simply pushing through, pressing through month after month, year after year, for a lifetime of unrelenting stress, it can be dangerous. And that bow can break and it can cause all kinds of destructiveness. So let me tell you this. First of all, there are two different kinds of stress. The first is distress. It is negative. It causes anxiety. That is, a, it can be short-term or long-term, but distress exceeds my capacity to deal with the source of the distress. It, it, it's overwhelming. It causes a decrease in performance, and it can cause negative coping mechanisms. Because the stress is greater than I can deal with, it's beyond my range, I begin to deal with it, to treat it, with self-medication. That can mean alcohol or whatever it is. And that's how executives, how leaders fall into the kind of self-indulgence that destroyed Mark Anthony, which was alcohol and sexual promiscuity. Now, there's another kind of stress, and that's called eustress. Let me just spell it for you because it sounds like Y-O-U. It's E-U-S-T-R-E-S-S. -E eustress, a Greek prefix, you stress. That stress is motivational. It's short term. It's within, but at the very top of my range to deal with it. Um, so for example, distress is when I'm seeing my company uh, drifting toward bankruptcy. I'm losing customers. I, I can't deal with it. Maybe I own a restaurant and I'm living through the COVID-19 situation. I can't reopen. I can't overcome it. It's beyond my capacity to deal with it. It's stressing me. The anxiety is eating me up and, the, and it becomes highly negative and toxic. You stress is still stress, but it's at another place on the continuum. And that's where I'm the coach of a basketball team. I'm down by one point with three and a half seconds left to go in the game. I call a timeout and call my team over to the side. If we make the shot, we win. If we miss the shot, we lose. That's stressful, but it's motivational. It makes me want to perform at the top level. It's short term. It's going to be over when that game is over. One way, win or lose, it's going to be over in a few seconds. And it's within my range to manage it. It's at the top. My blood pressure may shoot up. My pulse may race. I may be sweating with it, but, but I'm still managing it. It is also exciting. It challenges me. The, the adrenal rush feels good to me. So there's distress, negative, toxic on the one end. Use stress, motivational, short-term, within the range that I can manage it, and brings excitement and challenge. Now, how do I react? 
The first is this. Remember that both of them can be toxic in their own way. Distress is a greater toxicity over a longer period of time. You stress can become toxic in this way. I can become addicted to it. I can become an adrenal junkie and that can become destructive. I want to do skateboards. Skateboards won't work anymore. I get a motorcycle. Motorcycles won't work anymore. I want to do skydiving. Skydiving won't work anymore. So I jump out of a plane without a parachute and that can be highly destructive. And yet all of that is part of you stress. So between those two, how do I react? How do I manage it? The first thing is this, develop positive coping mechanisms. For the Christian, that's faith, prayer, Christian meditation, staying in the word. For all of us, whether you're a Christian or not, develop those ways of dealing with the, with the stress. Develop positive mechanisms. Learn to talk with someone. Learn to get counsel. Learn to calm yourself. Develop positive coping mechanisms so that you don't give in to negative and destructive self-medication. Second, reduce vague clouds of stress to manageable parts. So you own the restaurant during the COVID-19 plague. There's nothing you can do to change COVID-19. There's nothing you can do to change the government or the rules or the laws, all of that. But what can I deal with today? What can I deal with today? How do I reopen the kitchen in part? How do I reopen with a less of a staff? How do I rearrange the tables? Reduce vague clouds of cosmic stress to manageable parts. Third, concentrate on long-term outcomes versus short-term crisis. Remember, their life is going to go on. This too shall pass away. The next is something that I want to urge you to strongly. Assemble allies. Don't fight alone. I particularly want to say this to senior executive leaders, company presidents, pastors of churches. You need friends with whom you can talk, really share. Don't fight alone. That loneliness of executive stress can lead to highly destructive things such as suicide. Don't fight alone. Have someone or someones that you can really talk to, really share with, who will really help you. Remember that stress is toxic over time, and there has to be ways, escape mechanisms. You have to be able to get out of it. There have to be times when you cut yourself some slack. Take that vacation. Leave. Be out of it for a period of time, and there may come a moment where you have to freeze in place and give yourself some slack. Develop positive coping mechanisms, reduce vague clouds of stress to manageable parts, concentrate on long-term outcomes versus short-term crisis, assemble allies, true friends, don't fight alone. And remember that living under the toxicity of stress, both distress and eustress, year after year after year, can be highly dangerous. There have to be times when you get free of it. A vacation, you big shot executives, listen to me. We are not good at taking vacations, are we? But you need them. You need that time alone, that time apart. Your family, your wife, yourself, you need to escape 
from that stress and really leave it. Don't take long-term stress to the beach with you. Take your wife. Well, I hope that's useful, my friend. Stress is the toxic poison of executive leadership. But God can get us through. I hope that you'll learn to lean on Him and trust Him and that He will get you through. That's it for today. I hope you've enjoyed The Leader's Notebook. This is Mark Rutland. God bless you. You've been listening to The Leader's Notebook with Dr. Mark Rutland. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review today's podcast. You can follow Dr. Rutland on Twitter at Dr. Mark Rutland or visit his website, drmarkrutland.com. Join us next week for another episode of The Leader's Notebook.